Lord, we thank you for your awesome presence. We ask, Father God, that you just continue to pour out your spirit in this place. We ask, Lord, for your blessing upon each and every one of us, God. We ask, Lord, to give us ears to hear what you want to say to us tonight, Lord. We ask, Lord, for an open heaven over each of us. We ask, God, that your presence would pour down. You said in the last days you would pour out your spirit on everyone. So we just believe you, Lord. We believe you for the outpouring, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Josh. Thank you so much. Love you, brother. You're a blessing to me, too. Amen. John chapter 7, verse 37 to 39. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, that's what it said, he cried out, amen? <laughs> People looked at me like, what? What's he yelling? <laughs> if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Can I tell you, Jesus has now been glorified. And Jesus is pouring out the Holy Spirit from heaven. And with all the negative talk about the last days, let me tell you, God says in the last days, I will pour out my spirit. Amen? It's time for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It is time for us to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. For some of us, it's time to be refilled. Amen? You, just, you don't just fill your car one time, right? You go back to the gas station and you fill it up again. Hallelujah. And as we drink in the Holy Spirit... Not only will he flow into us, he will flow out from us like rivers of living water. Hallelujah. This wonderful experience of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, it is for the thirsty. God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. <laughs> This experience that I'm talking about is for the thirsty. Jesus said, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. God said in Isaiah 44, 3, I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. Hallelujah. 
a thirst for the baptism in the Holy Spirit comes when you hear other people describe to you how wonderful it is. That's why I'm here tonight. <laughs> to tell you how wonderful the Holy Spirit is. To tell you how wonderful the baptism in the Holy Spirit is. The opening verse started out on the last day, that great day of the feast. This was the Feast of Tabernacles. This was when the nation of Israel would gather and remember how God supernaturally sustained them for 40 years in the wilderness in the time of Moses. They all would have died of thirst if God had not supernaturally provided water pouring out of a rock. And one of my commentaries, Jameson's commentary, says about this, the joyful character of this feast broke out on this day into loud jubilation, particularly at the solemn moment when the priests brought forth in golden vessels water from the stream that flowed under the temple mountain. And he solemnly poured it upon the altar as the words of Isaiah 12.3 were sung, With joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. And as they were pouring that water out, they were remembering the water that came out of the rock. But Jesus was not just looking backwards. He was looking forward to the fulfillment of spiritual water being poured into and out from God's people. So it's like Jesus just couldn't take it anymore. He just stood up in the middle of their ceremony and loudly proclaimed, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. He spoke this concerning the spirit that those who believe in him would receive. So for just a moment, let's look back. Let's look at the beginning of Teen Challenge. Let's look at the very beginning of Brooklyn Teen Challenge. Quoting from David Wilkerson in the book, The Cross and the Switchblade. Next slide, please. <clears throat> it says, well, I'll just read it. Okay, thank you. I spoke to Nikki and asked him, when it was that he felt he had victory over his old way of life. Something tremendous had happened to him, he said, at the time of his conversion on the street corner. He had been introduced at that time to the love of God. But it wasn't until later that he knew he had complete victory. When was that, Nikki? And Nikki answered, at the time of my baptism in the Holy Spirit. I called in other students and asked the same thing. Again and again, I got the same report. A pattern was emerging. I felt I was on the verge of something tremendous. Pastor Dave discovered the pattern that the students who were baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues were much more likely to stay free from drugs and alcohol than those who didn't. His book, The Cross and the Switchblade, 
became a bestseller for two reasons. The incredible conversion of Nikki Cruz and the baptism in the Holy Spirit. If you read from uh, encyclopedia.com, the next slide, it says the Catholic Charismatic Renewal, the largest Catholic renewal movement in the United States, was founded in February 1967. This is a secular guy writing this. At Duquesne University in Pittsburgh, two Duquesne theology professors experienced baptism with the Holy Spirit as evidenced by speaking in tongues. Their decision to embrace the Pentecostal experience was shaped by reading the New Testament book of Acts and David Wilkerson's book, The Cross and the Switchblade. From Duquesne, it quickly spread to Catholic student organizations at Notre Dame University, Michigan State University, and the University of Michigan. They all got his book and read it. And they said, we, we, we want this. We want this baptism in the Holy Spirit. After this, it spread into mainstream American Catholicism. As of 2013, the Catholic Charismatic Renewal had over 160 million members. Over 160 million Catholics baptized in the Holy Spirit, and many of them because of what David Wilkerson discovered when he started Teen Challenge. The baptism in the Holy Spirit gave the students complete victory. Now, my testimony, I went from being a shy 17-year-old teenager in a small town in Tennessee to preaching on the subway platforms in the South Bronx when I was 20 years old. <laughs> I mean, if you knew me as I was growing up, you would know that was a miracle. I'm the 11th of 12 children, the youngest of seven sons, and I grew up very, very shy. I did not like to talk in public. My whole childhood, when I would speak up, one of my older brothers would say, would you just shut up? You've got nothing to say. <laughs> but when I received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, I was given a boldness that was not from me. Amen. And not only boldness, I immediately experienced a deeper closeness with the Lord Jesus. And there was a noticeable amplification of the voice of God in my soul. And there was a release of supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit through my life. And my unsaved family was shocked. <laughs> I came home and I said, I'm saved. What? I came home. I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. What? What did you say? I don't know, but it sure feels good. <laughs> and then I came home and I said, I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit so I can be a missionary. I'm going to move to New York City and spend my life in New York City as a missionary. I said, Charles, you, you have lost it, man. 
But they, they're, they're shocked that I survived. <laughs> really. <laughs> come to my family reunions, you know. Charles, when you coming home? And I answered, why are you talking so slow? <laughs> New York City's home now. By the grace of God, I've not only survived, I've started churches. Amen. I'm still shocked. <laughs> I've helped build Bible schools. I've been able to survive working a teen challenge. <laughs> I've seen a lot of giants slain. And I attribute it to the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the wonderful gift of speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues to the believer is what spinach was to Popeye. The older ones laughed. The younger ones like, huh? <laughs> okay. Popeye, cartoon character. Bruto, beating him up. Beating him to a pulp. Oh, there's a can of spinach over there. Popeye reaches it, opens it up with his pipe somehow, <laughs> eats the spinach, and boom, his muscles pop out, and he beats up Bruto. <laughs> you got the picture? <laughs> Speaking in tongues to the believer is what spinach was to Popeye. And let me just tell you, I, I love speaking in tongues. I mean, the devil hates it. I, I love it. I, I write songs in tongues. I, I, sing song, I sing new songs in tongues, and God gives me the interpretation, and I write down the songs. Amen. Andrew Kraut said that's how he wrote songs. Paul said there are different types of tongues. I'm just going to stop here in tongues for a minute and just say there's warfare tongues. There's intercessory tongues. There's worship tongues. I say, what are you, what are you saying? I can adore God in tongues. I'll just forget you guys are here for a second. I can do warfare for her in tongues. Shantori kasata be kesete yambo kosata rika satori embasi korobe. Satan, loose your hold off of us in Jesus' name. So, in case you ever wonder what that meant, different kinds of tongues, it, there's a whole spectrum of speaking in tongues. It's supernatural, it's beautiful, it's wonderful. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful gift. And I'll say it again. Speaking in tongues to the believer is what spinach was to Popeye. That's why when I was in the South Bronx and the, and the witch said, I'm going to get him out of my neighborhood. And she put all kinds of curses on me and I felt a brick on my chest and I felt like I could barely breathe. I told the people in my church, I said, you know, we're in warfare, people. I said, I tell you what, let's do. Let's shut ourselves in the church and pray in tongues all night. And my leadership got behind me and said, all right, pastor, let's do it. About 3 o'clock in the morning as we're praying in tongues, 
Something in the spirit broke. If it wasn't for that, Bruto would have beaten me up. I'm telling you. Many times. The brother who led me to the Lord when I was 17 years old, he discipled me for the next two years. And he would not stop encouraging me to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I tried to get filled. It didn't happen. I said, well, I guess if God wants me to have it, he'll eventually give it to me one day. No, he said. That is not biblical. You have to be hungry for it. You have to be thirsty for it. You have to know the value of it. You need to cry out to God for it, Charles. I said, oh, I don't know. Maybe it's not for me. I thought, well, you know, I prayed. Nothing happens. Maybe it's not for me. He said, no. Jesus wants you to have it. Luke 24, 49. I am going to send to you what my father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on a high. Acts 1, 4. Jesus said, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So I said to my friend who led me to the Lord, I said, well, I already have the Holy Spirit. He said, yes and no. Yes, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you because you're a believer. But he lives inside of you like a well. He wants the well to become a river springing through you. That's what happens when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit. I said to him a few months later, well, I'm already filled. He said, do you speak in tongues? I said, no. He said, then you're not filled yet. <laughs> I get mad at him. Leave me alone. He said, no, Charles, you need this. You need this. Go after it. Come on, go after it. So I kept seeking. December 31st, 1979, I went to a New Year's Eve service at 12.30 a.m., January 1st, 1980. I asked the Lord Jesus to baptize me with the Holy Spirit, and I began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God enabled me. And I was so thrilled. Finally, I finally received this blessing that I spoke in tongues for a long time as wave after wave of supernatural power flowed into me. And I said, God, I'm being empowered just like Peter, James, and John on the day of Pentecost. And the Lord was saying, yes, I'm anointing you. I'm anointing you for a purpose. I'm anointing you to be a witness. I'm anointing you to be a preacher. I'm anointing you to be a missionary, to, to be a minister of the gospel. But you may say, how can I speak in a tongue? I don't know. It's supernatural. The devil and the world says it's subnatural. Well, it's definitely not natural. It's either sub or super. <laughs> the devil hates it. 
When you pray in tongues, your spirit prays directly to God. Through praying in tongues, you build up your inner man. You recharge your spiritual batteries. You receive divine revelation into your heart. Now, these are, I can back these three statements I just made with scripture, but since it's not a two-hour Bible class, let me just summarize. The baptism in the Holy Spirit with the physical evidence of speaking in tongues is the gateway into a supernatural walk with God. The greatest thing that ever happened to me was when I got saved. The third greatest thing that ever happened to me was when I married my sweet wife, Lynn. Oh, just threw that in there. Honey, you watching? Um, I don't know. <laughs> the second greatest thing that ever happened to me was when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. It changed my life. And for you today to receive this wonderful gift from the Father through the Lord Jesus, you must be thirsty. And I pray that I have preached you thirsty with the testimony of, of how Team Challenge started and my own testimony. And number two, you must be convinced it's for you. The devil even tries to use twist scripture to convince people, well, that's only for a few didn't Paul say, do, do all speak in tongues, referring that maybe we all don't? He wasn't referring to being baptized in the Holy Spirit there. He was talking about the congregational gifts. There's a congregational gift of tongues that needs to be used with the congregational gift of interpretation of tongues. Amen? That's what Paul was referring to. He, say, he said, I, I wish that you all spoke in tongues. So to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you must be thirsty and convinced it's for you. And then you ask and receive this gift by faith. Galatians 3.5, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by your believing what you heard? Jesus said in Luke 11, 9 and 13, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. If you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? It's not only available for you and I, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is forever just a small step of faith away from us. Just like a glass of water. And what I mean by that, the water from that ceremony that they poured out on the last day of the feast from John chapter 7, it came from an aqueduct that was built by King Hezekiah. Second Kings 2020 says, the other events of Hezekiah's reign and his achievements and how he made the pool and the tunnel by which he brought water into the city, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Judah? The greatest aqueduct ever built, even greater than the one Hezekiah built, is the water system that brings 1.2 billion 
gallons of delicious Catskill Mountain drinking water into New York City every day. That's why our pizza is the best. <laughs> if you go to a website called NYC Water, we will read. Did I put that up? I don't remember. Well, anyway, it says, the New York water supply system that serves Westchester County and New York City has been the purest and most bountiful supply of drinking water in the United States. The city has 19 reservoirs upstate, the farthest one 120 miles from Manhattan. The water flows down through huge tunnels built underground, flowing under rivers and buildings powered mainly by gravity. Isn't that awesome? All you have to do is anywhere in New York City, you turn the faucet handle, and out comes Catskill Mountain water. Amazing. It's one thing that makes New York City so amazing. You turn the faucet, there it is. The same thing with the baptism in the Holy Spirit. He's already poured it out. He's already done the plumbing. Jesus died, went back to heaven, poured out the promise of the Father upon us. The plumbing is all in place. The Holy Spirit pipeline is forever in place. All we have to do is turn the faucet by faith, and all the way from heaven flows the pure, delicious Holy Spirit. Come to Jesus and drink. He who is thirsty... On the last day, John 7, 37 again. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So if you're thirsty... If you're thirsty, I mean, you can get baptized in the Holy Spirit the same day you get saved, you know? I mean, in the book of Acts, you can repent and believe and receive the Holy Spirit. Bam, bam. Get water, get saved, get water baptized, get filled with the Holy Spirit. Bam, 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 bam. All in one day. Because the pipeline is all set. Holy Spirit is pouring out. We are, we are in the last days. And God said in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon everyone. It's right there. It's right there. It's like Catskill drinking water. You, you just turn that faucet. You turn that faucet. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Matter of fact, I'm pleading with you. We need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Not, not just Teen Challenge students, all of us. We need the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I talk to Christians, I'm like, man, isn't the... Speaking in tongues, wonderful. Yeah, I did that in 1938. What? <laughs> I did that this morning. You kidding me? 1938. Come on, prime that pump. You know, get that river going again. <laughs> so we receive this wonderful gift that's already been given to us, and the pipeline is already set, and the water's right there. And the faucet's right there, and the handle's right there, and all you have to do is turn it. Receive by faith. 
thank him for this wonderful gift. And as the Holy Spirit fills you, allow yourself to pray in a heavenly language as the Spirit gives you the utterance. My wife told me, she said, you know, honey, when I was filled, when I was 17, she said, I went to an altar and I was just standing there and I heard in my head, oh, Rabasai, oh, Rabasai. And she thought, hmm, what is that? <laughs> and a guy walked up to her and said, do you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? She said, yeah. And he said, well, what's going through your head? She said, Orabasai. <laughs> so he said, well, say it. Orabasai. Say it again. And then it just flowed. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes people get filled immediately. Sometimes people get filled like the next day. Sometimes people get filled like right when they wake up the next morning. Like, if you're like, yeah, I want this, but, you know, it's hard to wrap my brain about, around it. God might have to wait until you, you wake up the next day, and before you have a chance to think about it, you just start speaking in tongues. <laughs> After I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, I woke up the next day. I started speaking in tongues. I stopped myself. I'm like, oh, that was me. That was me. That wasn't God. I called my brother who led me to the Lord. I said, you know, I started praying in tongues this morning, but I stopped it because it was me. He said, Charles, Acts says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. So it is you. And it is the Holy Spirit. And Satan hates it. I am telling you, I'm telling you, from experience, I'm telling you, you get hungry for this supernatural gift, which is clearly in the book of Acts and in 1 Corinthians, it is clearly biblical. Clearly. Clearly biblical. Don't be so proud and say, oh, I don't understand it, so I don't want it. No. Don't be that way. I'm telling you. If you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you, you will be like, you'll, you're turning to like Superman, Superwoman. Spiritually. You'll be like, I can't believe the boldness I have. I can't believe this. God uses me supernaturally. I had a guy in my church in Arizona. He said, Pastor Charles, when the Holy Spirit comes on me, there's healing in my hands. And I thought, oh, boy, this guy's wacky. <laughs> and I wait a minute. Maybe it's true. He said, next service, if the Holy Spirit comes on me and I get healing in my hands, what should I do? I said, well, ask the Lord who he wants to heal. <laughs> <laughs> the next service, as, as the worship team is worshiping and Tom Schlemitzler is on his guitar, and he's got the first stages of multiple sclerosis. This guy comes up in the middle of the worship. He gets behind Tom and lays hands on him. And God heals Tom. When you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, God may give you the gift of prophecy. He may give you the gift of healing. He may give you the word of knowledge. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. 
I'm telling you, I, I wish I could convince everybody here the baptism in the Holy Spirit is the gateway into a supernatural life. It is, it is what made Brooklyn Teen Challenge what it is today. They, they were the flagship ministry in this nation that said the baptism of the Holy Spirit will bring you to total victory. All right, as we close. So you receive it by faith. How do you receive something by faith even before you see it? Well, that's easy. It's like buying something on Amazon. You press buy now, and it's yours. Now you wait for it to be shipped. <laughs> it's yours. You hit the button. It's on its way. When you ask in faith for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, thank God. It's yours, and it's on its way. It's in the pipeline, and your faith will cause the faucet to open. Hallelujah. Father God, I pray. I wish, Lord, I could, I could be more convincing, Lord. I wish, Lord, that everyone in here would be filled with the Holy Spirit. I wish, Lord, that everyone in here would be baptized in your supernatural power. God, it so changed my life. It so blessed me. It put me on a trajectory into a life that has been so exciting and so wonderful and so filled with miracles and so filled with, Lord, you using me in ways I never even thought that I ever could be used. And I pray, I want that for everyone here, Lord. And so I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, for those that are hungry, Lord, that you would meet them here at this altar, Lord. I pray, Father, that you would fill us with the Holy Spirit, the gift from heaven, the gift from the Father, to be clothed upon with power from heaven, to be filled to overflowing with the presence and the power and the Spirit of God. Hallelujah.